Hi everyone, this is Tina, Kingdom Walker 24-7. Greetings to all of you this fine day. This series is called The Seven Scripture-Based Keys to Prayer Success. It is a series of three sessions in dealing with difficult people and circumstances. Part one in the series is called The Seven Scripture-Based Keys in Dealing with Negative People. This first session is on how to specifically deal with negative people or problematic people in the workplace or home environment. Part 2, the seven scripture-based keys to deal with negative circumstances, deals with how to get through any negative situation that may arise in and around you, perhaps at home, work, or in other settings that affect your daily life and the right mindset you need. Part 3 involves how to attain and maintain your success in your prayers. Each session offers seven scripture-based keys for your prayer life success. So today I want to talk about the seven scripture-based keys in dealing with negative people. Unfortunately, we often encounter negative people in everyday life. This could be at work, a co-worker, a friend, or even a family member. It could be a group of people close to you at home or in the workplace. First of all, we will address these people who are very destructive. And these are the people who use manipulation as a modus operandi. It's unpleasant, but I will talk about manipulators first. Manipulators are people who struggle every day to keep an artificial balance in their lives. They may be believers of God, but for some reason they do not trust God or His Spirit or Jesus. They operate on baser instincts and often have no authentic connection to those around them. They can even be narcissists. Spiritually, they are of the world, operating on a very low debased level. They can manipulate others for their own personal gain, and they need to have all the attention on themselves all the time. Without it, they feel weak and unloved. They spend their time devising ways to ensnare others by manipulating the thoughts and emotions of others for their own personal gain. Unfortunately, these people live very empty lives. They are full of negative emotions, which they may hide very well. But two of these emotions are often predominant and are running their lives under the surface. Anger and fear. Now, anger and fear can affect all of us, and they are the deepest seated negative emotions of people. As a result, however, manipulators feel they must constantly compete with others, and they may feel disadvantaged, which can result in anger. They may feel they need to be better than others and are constantly positioning themselves through divisive ways to get the approval of others so no one sees how insecure or fearful they are. Some may be very angry and attack others covertly. All in all, anyone who has been on the receiving end of such a person will often feel bad or unable to know what to do because a manipulator will always try to keep others off balance and in chaos. Well, the ultimate end of this spiritual depravity in anyone near a person like this is a spiral downward. Sadly, they try to take others with them in their stage and drama. They split up the workplace or the family unity, and they cause dissension and can wreak havoc because of a behavior that hurts everyone around them. They are usually people who have learned to behave this way because they have not matured properly. They are usually very insecure and resort to tactics to bring others down in order to lift themselves up. They have not developed a trusting connection with God or those around them, and they are often layered beneath false pretenses and false programs so that they are often unaware of their own schemes. 
In the Bible, manipulators are defined as witches, or those who have practiced witchcraft. These people are skilled manipulators and are found in every kind of job, family, country, ethnicity, political, and religious landscape. Manipulation and manipulators are as old as history. Manipulators have what the Bible calls the spirit of Jezebel, in which they use manipulation to exert control, influence, and power over their family members or workplace members. This lifelong behavior is rooted in insecurity and may include lust, monetary greed, a desire for control and power, and so on. Of course, there is no place in the kingdom of heaven for such people, as stated in Ephesians 5, 4, and 5. Manipulators try to control how people think and feel to keep their own domain and position of power. Because manipulators operate from the opposite end of real love, they can never feel the emptiness within their soul. And they are hollow and operate out of insecurity and neediness. So much of their time is spent trying to control every person and everything everyone else does, they do not ever have time to grow, to be authentic. Rather than seeing their own behavior and the condition of their own soul, they want the world and everyone around them to conform to feed their own insecurities, wants, and desires. This can be very destructive in the home or workplace. But we should not judge a person in this condition. They are really crying out for help in a strange, dark way. Somewhere along their lives, they have learned to operate this way as a result of their spiritual and emotional immaturity. Satan has got a hold of some of them, and it's so sad. And we should have compassion, but not weakness, in the presence of such individuals. They oftentimes do not realize how deep their insecurity goes and how it destroys the true soul and spirit beneath their actions. Proverbs 6.19 says that one of the most detestable things to God are people that sow discord among the brethren or each other. Unfortunately, this is what manipulators do. The objective of their strategy is to break down the harmony and love between others, hoping to turn people to themselves so that they can get all the attention and control over the situation they have divisively designed. If they are narcissistic, they like to be the heroes of their own corrupt drama, dragging everyone around them into their pit, confusing others, and then pretending to be the rescuer or the hero of their own perpetual self-made drama. Well, unfortunately, they do this by the same operating principle that Satan uses. They manipulate people's feelings and emotions to get people off balance and to doubt. Then they turn the tables and pretend that others are doing this for them or to them. They will accuse others of everything they are doing and will lie to build up their imaginary case for their perverted behavior. And they oftentimes try to appear to be the hero or a victim of their own making. Well, this is to cover up their own corruption, and unfortunately, this is a very destructive behavior to all those around them involved. But rest assured, God knows everything. Do not entangle yourself with manipulators. Remember, your greatest defense and offense is the Lord. Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13 says, For the word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes 
and the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who knows we must give account. God already knows the situation. There's nothing hidden in any agenda in the hearts of man or in the universe or in the earth or on the earth or below the earth or in the heavens above that God does not see. So first you need assurance and hope and protection when working or living in unspiritual or hostile environments where manipulators or slanderers operate. Remember, you have an advocate and a great contender in your corner. And there are many scriptures that are supportive in every way. For instance, Psalm 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9, says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him and stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering as you are. Yes, people all over the world are in very similar situations and you are not alone. You are never alone in your situation because God is always with you. Psalm 91 is the warrior's psalm. Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And verse 11 says, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. So now be assured and confident in your position to receive help. Now, you need to know something about manipulators. You cannot fight a manipulator with normal counseling communication. Remember, they are masters of deception and can turn your words against you. It's how they operate. So do not get involved with conversations that can take you off balance. 2 Timothy 2 verses 14 through 16 and verse 23. Be warned against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself and avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. So don't get involved in trying to talk sense into someone like that. You may get dragged down and be drawn down and become negatively influenced and out of your pain you may end up feeling worse. Avoid the conflict Move into a space of peace as quickly as you can, for it states in Matthew twelve thirty six and verse 37, Men will give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken, for by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So because manipulators are using Satan's tactics to destroy the workplace or the home front, they operate with demons on some low level. And because these are spiritual offenses, you must engage with spiritual warfare. One of the first things we must do in dealing with manipulators is to be protected. In this series, part one, we start with protecting ourselves with God's power. I'm sure you're all familiar with Ephesians 6, where Paul talks about putting on the full armor of God. Paul gives us a metaphor and a pictorial representation of the protection that comes from operating in God's spirit. 
He discloses the various virtues of the heavenly kingdom warrior and what we need as armor while existing on earth. And he writes in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. It states, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. So, we must remember to be strong in the face of adversity and move into the power of God's word, the full armor of God. In review here, the helmet of salvation. Now, remember who you are in Christ, his salvation, and plan for you. Let your mind and thinking be protected, knowing that you are one with Christ. Take this stance in your mind that you are one with Christ when dealing with a manipulator. You are one with the Christ. The breastplate of righteousness, it protects your heart with honest and righteous behavior. So you won't fall down to the level of a manipulator or someone who's trying to knock you off balance. That breastplate of righteousness protects the seat of your heart. The belt of truth, the truth of the Holy Spirit, it's in your gut and it will guide you. You know when you're being manipulated. And manipulators will often make you have to swallow your gut feeling because you don't want to fight with them. But that Holy Spirit in you knows the truth. Don't forget the truth. Don't forget the truth of what the Holy Spirit is telling you. The boots laced with peace, it quickly moves yourself to a position of peaceful thoughts. Move to peace wherever you can and keep the belt of truth around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness over your heart so you are not emotionally moved. The shield of faith, this means to have faith that God will handle your cause and will protect you. The shield of faith goes all around you. It is mighty and it is powerful. The sword of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit of God in you. You must let the Holy Spirit of God do the work. It will do the work for you. He, the Holy Spirit, will do the work for you. Pray in spirit always, Paul says. Do you have a group at work of like-minded believers who are willing to pray with you? Do you want to have your workplace move with the Spirit of God? Do you have trouble at home with manipulating relatives or friends that have ensnared you or someone you love? Pray. Be courageous. Wearing the armor of God. Have faith that God will do something about it because God is a God of mercy, justice, and peace. 
and His Holy Spirit loves tearing down those enemies' strongholds. Even if you pray at home alone, you can make a difference. Get others to pray with you. Let the power of God's words pour through you and occupy all of your mind and soul and spirit, and He will do amazing things, both seen and unseen. In Isaiah 59, verse 17, it is written, He puts on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. And then further, he says, And wraps himself in zeal as a cloak. The cloak of zeal, zeal for the Lord, means to be strong and courageous in adversity. God always wins. Remember, God always wins. Envelop yourself in God's protection, and you will be protected. Now, when you lay your eyes on the manipulator or hear their words, pay attention right away to where your attention goes. Are you giving them all your energy and attention? Are you instantly upset and angry or fearful or off balance? Are you going over the past, thinking about things they did to you or others in your workplace or at home in your family? Are you getting drawn into their drama? Are you prepared to answer them righteously with truth and peace in you? Or do you wait in defensive posturing for the next attack, wondering what you'll do or say? Remember, don't quarrel with a manipulator. Preparing yourself for spiritual battle may take some skill. The Bible talks about righteous anger. And yes, there is a way and such a thing as to be angry and righteous, doing right in order to help the situation. If you are in a position and the Holy Spirit of God moves you to act, you will know in your heart. The Spirit will prompt you. But if you are angry or upset, or if you speak and drop down to the manipulator's level, blow for blow, you will be no better than them, and God cannot operate or do His work through you. Even if you do nothing but pray, you are activating a powerful force of the Holy Spirit into the situation. No prayer is ever wasted if prayed right. In 2 Corinthians, it states, chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, which means to control and put away, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Notice that these weapons are to protect ourselves, not to attack others. We cannot be effective if we are attacking others. If you are on the physical battlefield, as King David was, fighting hand-to-hand combat, you will need to engage. But if you are dealing with matters of spiritual corruption, in which the battlefield is one that is against your heart and mind and spirit, you must tackle it with another kind of strategy, and that is the strategy of the Holy Spirit. But in order to do that, you need to give the situation, the matter, up to God. You must truly surrender the problem to God and let Him do the strategizing, for He is Almighty. While you pray beneath the protection of your divine armor of God, it helps to reaffirm your relationship with God. 2 Samuel 22, verses 2 through 3 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, my horn of salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior. From violent people you save me. 
while you're waiting for your deliverance and God to answer your prayer. You have the situation in his hands. While you're waiting for it to change in God's time, you can do your share to stand firm. First, keep yourself covered in the armor of God. At every turn, when your mind begins to be distracted, go back to the power of the armor and keep your mind focused properly. Keep all your focus off the manipulator. As hard as that seems, because they're very crafty at getting you to think about them, put all your thoughts, all of your attention on God. And do not allow yourself to fall for their emotional pulls on your heart and mind. Satan loves that. Give God the glory, knowing he will handle all things in due time. Also, remember that your armor, the truth, righteousness, and move away quickly from the devices of manipulation and keep your peace. Remember the most important thing while you are praying awaiting for the Holy Spirit and its visible action in the situation is to have courage and trust that God is aware of everything going on in the situation. If you are stuck in a situation in dealing with a manipulative person or persons, know that there is a stronghold of some kind in that situation. Usually a stronghold is some kind of hold over your mind or body or emotions. It's unhealthy and often makes you feel imprisoned in the situation on some level. That is why it's important to focus on the Lord in the situation. For in Proverbs 16, verse 7, it says, When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Now, I had a situation which I was hurt by individuals who were powerful manipulators, and they were lying and slandering me. I won't go into the details to give any attention to the negative, but I will say that the problem persisted for quite some time. Even asking God to help remedy this situation did not seem to help. I prayed for the individuals involved, knowing that they were lying about me to others. They did this because they were afraid of me and also jealous of me. Their way of dealing with their own insecurities was to trod on me and try to make me look as bad as possible to justify their own fears and jealousies. Yeah, they were jealous of the attention others were giving me and envious of my success and blessings. Eventually, I got worn out, feeling the stings of their insults, even as I prayed for them with tears. My prayers went from asking God to solve the problem to eventually praying for them to be free of the wicked strongholds over their mind. My anger turned to compassion. I asked God what else I could do. His answer surprised me. He showed me I needed to be humble. Not to the people who were putting me down, but humble to him. He wanted me to trust him enough to handle the situation in his own time. He wanted me to be humble to him and let go of what I thought I needed to do or what I thought needed to be done. Everything was about trusting him. When I truly handed everything over to him, my burden lifted. The slanderers are still at it, but I have nothing to prove to them. My salvation and relationship is with God, the Lord, and his Holy Spirit. Each day that brings me peace and joy. I did not need to, nor do I need to be justified in the eyes of others. It was over. Now in another situation, 
I was with someone, and this was over 30 years ago, who was very controlling and manipulative. In that scenario, I had come out from under the mind control of that particularly manipulative person. It took a lot of guts, which God calls righteousness and courage sometimes. I had to leave a bad relationship, and although it was painful, the boots of peace, so to speak, carried me to a new life elsewhere, and my life did dramatically change for the better. The breastplate of God's righteousness helped me to know I had to do the right thing and live a more positive and constructive life rather than stay unevenly yoked in a bad situation. If I had not moved on God's calling to get me out of the situation, I would not have the blessings I have today with my husband of 23 plus years. Now, if you're dealing with troubles and negative situations that affect you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, there's something else you can do. Do the seven key things outlined in part two of this series. The seven scripture-based keys to dealing with negative circumstances is in part two. There is more to come, so please go on to part two and learn exactly what you need to do while waiting for your prayers to be answered and what to do to get the seven key steps necessary for your prayer success. I wish you the best. This is Tina saying bye for now and bless you.